real test of leadership is what the leader does when others ask him or her to step aside. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Now, I suspect that most thriller novels are not written specifically to provide lessons in leadership, but Locked On by Tom Clancy and Mark Grenny does just that. I was nearing the end of my vacation and the end of this Clancy thriller when the authors painted a picture of leadership at its finest. Let me digress just for a minute before I go to that lesson. Uh, Tom Clancy, as I suspect most of you know, was a novelist. His first book, The Hunt for Red October, was an international sensation, and it marked Clancy until his death in 2013 as kind of top of the class in the international espionage thriller genre. Clancy gave us Jack Ryan, which, like Michael Connolly's Harry Bosch, is now a household name thanks to the Amazon series by the same name. Now, in Locked On, Clancy and co-writer Mark Grenny, an internationally acclaimed novelist himself, take us to Pakistan and the Russian Federation where Ryan, John Clark, and others are working to solve a growing nuclear crisis that threatens millions of people. Now, problem solvers have assembled at the Sputnik Hotel, which is serving as the command center where the heads of the Russian intelligence and NATO's Rainbow Six counterterrorism unit are huddled up. Time's running out. John Clark has been called on to help unstick a very sticky situation. Now, in doing so, he's tasked with temporarily assuming command of NATO's Rainbow Six, which is an elite counterterrorism unit. It's a unit he used to lead, but now it's led by the Swedish officer, General Gumason. You got to imagine the possible friction when one highly accomplished officer, Gumason, is being temporarily replaced by another highly accomplished leader, John Clark. Let's pick up the story there. The decision makers are gathered. Clark walks into the command center to take charge of the situation, meaning Gumason, the current leader of Rainbow Six, must step aside. What will Gumason do? Listen to this. The director of the Russian intelligence agency was first to talk. I have spoken with the president directly. He has had conversations with the commanders of NATO regarding Rainbow. The Russian ambassador to Kazakhstan nodded. I have spoken with the president myself, Stanislav Dmitrievich. Let me assure you and let me tell Mr. Clark that we understand the situation and we are at your service. As am I. General Lars Gumason entered the room. Clark had met Gumason when he was a colonel in the Swedish Special Forces, but he did not know the man, other than the fact he was the current head of Rainbow. He'd expected friction from the officer. It would be only natural for someone relinquishing command but the tall Swede saluted Clark smartly, even while looking curiously at the older man's beaten face and wounded hand. He recovered and said, I've talked to the leadership at NATO and they have explained that you will be commanding Rainbow for this operation. Clark nodded. If you have no objections. None at all, sir. I serve at the pleasure of my government and at the pleasure of NATO leadership. They have made the decision to replace me. Your reputation precedes you, and I expect to learn much in the next 24 hours. Back when Rainbow was actually used in direct action, that is to say, back when you were in charge, 
I am sure you learned many things that will be helpful in the coming hours. I hope to see action tonight in any way you can use me. Gumason finished with, Mr. Clark, until this crisis has passed, Rainbow is yours. I love that scene. Clark expected friction from Gumason, but the tall Swede walks in, and what does he do? He salutes Clark smartly. You know, I didn't pick up Locked On to get a lesson in leadership, but I certainly received one. Leadership is service. Jesus taught us that. Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. And then back in 1970, Robert Greenleaf coined the term servant leadership. And there's been much written about it. But I think the true test of servant leadership has to do with submission. And you're going to say, what do you mean by that? Well, let's go back to General Gumason. General Gumason said, I serve at the pleasure of my government and the pleasure of NATO leadership. Did you catch that submissive spirit? Gumason was in authority, but he also understood, and this is very important, he also understood he was under authority. And as one under authority, he would gladly submit to that authority. Now you see his submission in both actions and words. He walks in, and what does he do? He takes action. He salutes Clark smartly. And then replay his words. They've made the decision to replace me. Your reputation precedes you, and I expect to learn much in the next 24 hours. Rainbow is yours. <laughs> wow. You know, it's one thing to talk servant leadership, but when the leader comes to the place of necessary submission and submits, now that leader has passed the true test of servant leadership. You know, I've witnessed this firsthand in remarkable ways in two amazing leaders I have had the privilege of following, Dr. David Nicholas and Dr. Peter W. Take. Let me share with you one incident from the life of David Nicholas. Years ago, I was tapped to follow David Nicholas as a senior pastor of Spanish River Church in Boca Raton, Florida. Now, you got to understand, David started that church in 1967, and at the point I was asked to assume that responsibility, David had been the church's pastor for about 40 years. And David and the elders of Spanish River had asked me to assume the role, and so we were in the midst of a 21-month transition, part of which included me assuming the temporary role of what we called lead pastor. Now, David was still the senior pastor, but I was asked to assume the day-to-day -day leadership of the church. As you can imagine, this was a big change for everyone. And I remember one staff meeting that I was leading during this time. David was there, and, and you have to understand David Nicholas, an amazing man, a strong type A leader. And David, being that, just started to take over the meeting. And then he realized what he was doing, and he, he stopped. And very gently, he, he turned the reins of that meeting back over to me as if to say, oh, Sorry, Tommy. Here you go. And that kind of submission is at the heart of servant leadership. And, and I guess that's why General Gumason's action so resonated with me. Gumason, he said, I serve at the pleasure of my government 
and the pleasure of NATO leadership. They've made the decision to replace me. Your reputation, John Clark, precedes you, and I expect to learn much in the next 24 hours. Rainbow is yours. You see, strong leaders know that they're in authority, but they also understand that they are under authority. And as those under authority, there are going to be times that the leader's greatest act of service, the true test of their servant leadership, will be submitting to the authority over them. And that's what you see in General Gumason. It's what I've witnessed in Dr. David Nicholas. It's what I've seen in Dr. Peter W. Tague. It's what I hope others see in me. Leaders know they're in authority, but also under authority. And as those under authority, there will be times that the leader's greatest act of service, the true test of their servant leadership, will be submitting to the authority over them. And that's my thought on my walk with Tom Clancy, Mark Grenny, and their espionage thriller, Locked On. Now, my question is this. What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today.